0: Darkness, despair, destruction, senseless waste, grief and numbness. That's how the day begins. And then, dawn. Light peeking over the horizon, warmth flowing over the land. Another day, walking to the tomb. Mind set on the task, paying respects. Praying for the beloved, saying goodbye, and then, empty, stone rolled away, cloths unfilled, shock, horror, he has been taken, a voice calls, he's not here, he has risen, and the world will never be the same. Welcome to this Easter service from St Ninian's Church in Stonehouse. I'm Stuart and it's my joy to be the minister here. Today, as part of our celebration of the resurrection, we will share in bread and wine in the sacrament of Holy Communion. Everyone is welcome to join in that, so please have some bread or wine or a suitable alternative ready for later in our time together. I'm joined today by John and Helen Young to help lead in our worship. But let's pray together. God of new life and hope, of forgiveness and restoration, of new beginnings, we meet for the umpteenth Easter morning to celebrate the astonishing good news that Jesus, whom everyone thought to be dead and gone, is alive and is with us still. That the one whom everyone thought had been defeated has defeated death itself. It cannot be for us as it was for the disciples on that first Easter morning. We too—we know too much that they did not know, have lived through too much that they have not. But we understand their confusion and their fear. The first response to an empty tomb is not joy, but grief and anger. That has the ring of truth to us. A response to... To things not being as we think they should be is to run around in circles looking for answers and then for a safe place to hide. That also rings true. Loving God, we come to worship this Easter morning with no slick prescription for how we should be feeling, but exactly as we are, sad, tired, fearful, confused, with dawning hope and promise and a fleeting glimpse of joy. We come as we are and trust against all the odds that you will come and find us here. Amen.
1: Today's reading is from Mark 16 verses 1 to 8. After the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome brought spices to go and anoint the body of Jesus. Very early on Sunday morning at sunrise they went to the tomb. On the way they said to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? It was a very large stone. Then they looked up and saw that the stone had already been rolled back. So they entered the tomb where they saw a young man sitting on the right wearing a white robe and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. I know you're looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He's not here. He has been raised. Look, here is the place where they put him. Now go and give this message to his disciples, including Peter. He is going to Galilee ahead of you. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and ran from the tomb, distressed and terrified. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid.
0: Who will roll away the stone? Mark's Gospel tells us of the staggering alliance of all the powers of the world. When the religious leaders enlist the empire to do their dirty work. Judas has betrayed him. Peter has denied even knowing him. Even the criminals on either side mock him. Jesus issues a cry that echoes through eternity My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Even God is missing. It is finished. But he was not alone. These are the women. Who stayed. These are the women who watched and who waited. These are the women who listened to the jeers and the insults of those who had shouted Hosanna just days before. These are the women who watched the leaders emboldened now as Jesus was nailed to a cross. Mock him. Tell him now to show them some kind of sign to come on down so that they might believe. These are the women who saw Joseph of Arimathea, one of the religious leaders, go to Pilate and ask for the body. Usually the crucified were left on the cross to serve as a grim warning, unburied, a cruel punishment, denied the last care of family and friends, all dignity stripped away. The leaders didn't want Jesus hanging there as a rallying point. The crowd were fickle. It wouldn't take much for him to become a martyr and for them to be the ones being vilified. So they sent Joseph to take the body and dump it in an unmarked grave, out of sight, out of mind. But the women, these women, these faithful women have watched and endured a long Sabbath wait until they could go and perform one last duty for their Lord. As these three women, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, walk through the morning gloom towards the tomb, where the broken body of Jesus was hurriedly left three days earlier, they go with no hope, no expectation of finding anything other than a body to tend to. They expect everything to be just as it was when they left. It's been the Sabbath after all. No work was permitted, so any movement of the stone would have been a violation of the rules the leaders were so very keen on. I wonder as we join here on another Easter morning what our expectations really are. We're still separated, still hesitant to emerge from our lockdown, still wary of our neighbours, still fearful of what might become of us. There is much about these women that we can relate to, I think. they have ventured out into the world for a single purpose as the others stay inside. I wonder, do we share the lack of hope? Do we come this morning expecting to find something blocking the way? Do we journey tentatively, carrying our fears, our doubts and our grief? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right-hand side, and they were alarmed. He said to them, don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He's been raised. He is not here. Do not be alarmed. Yes, yeah, sure. Okay. When you go to embalm the body of your friend and find instead that the stone blocking the tomb has been moved and his body is missing, you are going to be alarmed. It was bad enough. But now this? They can't even leave him in peace and death. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He's not here. He is risen. I wonder what those words mean to us. He's not here, he is risen. For these three women it meant fear and confusion. It's important to say what Mark doesn't tell us. We could have read John's account where Mary meets the gardener, who calls her name. A beautiful passage that takes us back to the very beginning, to Eden, where God walks in the garden and it's the woman who is there to meet him. But this is Mark. What Helen read for us this morning is all there is, this is how Mark's gospel ends. But go, tell his tell his disciples and Peter that he's going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for fear and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. And so they should be. And we should be too. Dead men don't come back to life. Everybody knows that. On Friday, we stood as witness at the foot of the cross with these women. We watched and waited as the sky turned black and the colour was drained from the world. As the curtain in the temple was wrenched in two, exposing the empty room, while God was hanging on a cross. We listened to his last words. We heard him declare, it is finished. It was over, all of it completed. He said so himself. And even in this moment, when the tomb is empty and an angel declared, he's not here, he has risen, there is still fear and confusion. Why isn't he here? Where is he? Why can't we see him? In Mark's gospel, the resurrection leaves a Jesus-sized hole in the story. And the scary part is that we are invited to step into that space. The resurrection is an into. The resurrection is an invitation to discipleship, to follow in faith, to journey following Jesus wherever he might lead us. Mark doesn't need to say any more. For us, this is all we get. A declaration that Jesus is risen. A statement of fact. A statement of faith. He's not here, he is risen. And a huge question. Do you believe it? And if you do then we should be at least a little bit terrified. Stepping into that gap is called discipleship. Jesus has gone on ahead. You have all that you need. You've heard what he said. You've watched what he did. You have seen how he stood in opposition to, to oppression, to injustice, to hatred, to anger, to jealousy, to lies, and even to death. You have seen How all of those powers, the kingdoms of the world, where people grasp at wealth and greed and ambition, position and authority, they hold no sway over love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, hope. Mark's story of the resurrection is the start of a pathway. A compass bearing for us to follow. It's the invitation to step into a new way of living. Following a dead man who's alive. He's not here, he is risen. He goes ahead of you and invites us to follow.
2: Risen Lord, we thank you for the hope of Easter morning that resonates in song and word and laughter and shout that bubbles up from the deepest places within us breathing new life into each place of death and despair, filling this place with the good news that everything has changed forever. Despair has become joy, fear has become courage, questions have become faith. While we enjoy the hopefulness of this day, we recognise that for many the question, why are you weeping, is very real and very present. For too many of your beloved children, God of new life, it does seem as though death has a last word as though fear can trump compassion, as though violence is the source of true power. This day of all days is the day that laughs at those who thought that using fear, violence and death would bring their own success and happiness. We pray on this Eastern morning for those who find themselves trapped by the misguided decisions of others, for those who find themselves living on the streets, for those searching for meaningful employment, For those whose health in body or in mind is poor, for those who struggle to raise their families, for those who know poverty or hunger or thirst. We pray that hope will find a way to break through and bring change. We pray on this Eastern morning for those who make decisions that impact on lives of others. For national leaders, for local councillors, for heads of state, for business executives, for trade negotiators, for union leaders, God of compassion, we pray that they may put all their skill and effort into benefiting others and not just for themselves. Risen Lord, this is the day when laughter returned to the earth a new life was breathed into creation. We rejoice and are glad, and we pray for your life-giving, laughter-making spirit to set us free in our world today, and in the elderly, tired institution of the church, and in us, your ever-hopeful, sometimes joyful, still wanting to be faithful people. Hear us, Lord, as we pray in your words, saying, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth As in heaven, give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.
0: Their first task was to go and tell the others, even Peter. Peter. The one who declared that Jesus was the Messiah and then denied even knowing him. The one who would be the rock on which the church would be built but when push came to shove was found to be anything but solid in his faith. In this new world of resurrection there is a place for all even Peter, even us Just like the disciples, we are invited into that same question of faith. They, like us, haven't seen the angel. On this Easter day, all we have is the word of these three women and the same invitation to meet the risen Christ. And that, my friends, that is more than enough. On this resurrection morning, fresh from the tomb, Jesus bids us, come dine with him. On this resurrection morning, though we are still unsure if all of this is real, Jesus bids us come dine with him. On this resurrection morning, though we know how easily we falter in our faith, Jesus bids us come dine with him. So gather around this table, assured of a welcome by the risen Lord Jesus Christ. Make space for others as Christ makes space for us. While they were eating, Jesus took a loaf of bread, and after blessing it, he took it and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, take, eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink from it, all of you. This is my blood, Of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will never again drink of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Jesus, knowing that he was about to be betrayed and handed over to the authorities, shared a meal with his disciples. And before they headed into the approaching storm, before they all scattered and deserted him, He gave them this memorial, which would bring them all back together and speak to them of forgiveness and union with God and with each other. These same symbols before us speak to us of forgiveness and communion of God and with each other. And on this Easter day, they speak to us too of the wonder of resurrection. So let's give thanks. Thanks. Risen Lord Jesus, that night in the upper room with your disciples, as you looked around the table, you knew they would betray you. You knew who would desert you. You knew who would be too weary to watch with you. And yet you looked at each of your friends with love and gave them and us this sacrament that speaks of your love for us just as we are. in our weakness in our feelings, and our weariness, still we are loved. Still you hold out for us food that unites us with you and with each other. Food that restores our soul and nourishes our spirit. As we share this feast today, may we know the depth of healing, the depth of loving, the depth of restoration, all that's possible in the new life that you offer. May we know your healing on us and the world that we serve. May we know your love flooding our souls with warmth and overflowing into the communities we serve. And may we know our faith restored and the potential of your resurrection to make a difference in our lives and in the lives of your church throughout the world. Those who live in fear, those who live without hope and those who live without love. As we feel your resurrection stir our souls in this place today, surrounded by your spirit and the spirit of all the saints who have gone before us, may we be renewed in purpose, taking the power and the energy of your love into the world, knowing that still your love changes everything. God, breathe your resurrection spirit into this bread and this wine, that as we share in this meal, may we know your risen power, infusing all that we do and share together, enabling us to grow and breathe new life into the world. Amen. Jesus, looking into the eyes of those he knew who would fail him, (laughs) took bread. He broke it and said, This is my body broken for you. Do this to remember me. And he took a cup already tainted with betrayal and spoke of forgiveness and drinking the cup of a new kingdom and said to them, Drink it, all of you. And this bread and wine our risen Lord offers us new life today. We do this to remember him. See the risen Lord striding towards you today, holding out life in all its fullness. May this bread which is broken open like the tomb strengthen us so that we may rebuild shattered hopes to bind up the hearts of the world. May this cup, which is filled with the fruits of God's steadfast love, nourish us to leave the shadows of our fears and doubts, to stand with the lonely and the forgotten, to listen to the cries of the new world. Let's join in prayer. Lord Jesus, we have feasted on the bread of life. We have quenched our thirst with the wine of your new kingdom. In your risen power, you have united us with all of our loved ones in heaven and on earth. May that sense of communion strengthen us and renew us. Bring us hope and even joy so that in all of our hurts and sorrows and days to come, we may remember that you, risen Lord, overcame death and have prepared for us your everlasting kingdom. To you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, we glory here and everywhere, now and forever. Amen. Shattered from one another, we can still go with God into the world. We will offer healing and hope to all, all those who wander in the shadows of life. Separated from one another, we can still go with Jesus to serve others. We will listen to the ignored. We will speak out for the forgotten. We will hold on to the fallen. We will rebuild shattered communities. Love wins. Jesus lives and reigns. Sin is defeated. Death is conquered. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. With hope and joy in our hearts, let us go out into the world to love and serve the risen Lord. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit remain with you this Easter day and forevermore.